Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things Happy Throwback 30 Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. 30. Happy 30s. We're going to the, <laughs> the 30s. Age I wish I was again. I was going to say, I wish, I wish I was throwing myself back to the 30s. How you doing, Kev? You know, it's been a week, Rob. It's been a week. Uh, is that because of the convention or just life in general? <laughs> Maybe subconsciously it has been. We try not to talk about politics, but after the, the and then after I remember I posited you that question last week about how it was theatrical and don't you think they hired people that had something to do? Yeah. Well, it turns out they did. All of the people involved in the Democratic National Convention, really a, a lot of the directors had theatrical roots. They really did have, the, you know, cut their teeth in yeah. the theater. And the, the whole the whole convention was directed by Glenn Weiss, who does a lot of the Tony Awards broadcasts and everything. So that makes sense. I don't know who is doing the Republican convention, but <laughs> there's choices I, being made. For they've sure. obviously just discovered television, so I'm excited That's right. to see. Today, uh, friends, we have a very special episode for you. Um, every once in a while, we like to, you know, we, you know, we love to go back and we like to throw it back to something that we may you've not heard of in the past. But this week. It's something contemporary, something that has just come out, and we have the writers that are involved with it. This week, we would like to celebrate and set a little spotlight on uh, an album that has just been released uh, last uh, two weeks ago, uh, August 13th, uh, and it is the show, The Anxiety Project. It's an original cast album studio uh, concert. We'll, we'll talk to the writers about exactly how they recorded it. Uh, and it is a show that, uh, full disclosure, Rob and I uh, had a little, little tiny piece uh, part of in the developmental process. We, we did a reading of it and we got to fall in love with these writers and the show itself. But now uh, they have a, a commercial release and we get to celebrate uh, this wonderful piece of theater um, and uh, just incredible songwriting involved. And uh, that is uh, The Anxiety Project. Uh, written by David Brush and Rachel Dean, who are our special guests today. So welcome, David Brush and Rachel Dean. Hi, thank you. How did you two meet one another? Well, it's a great story, and Rachel tells it better than anyone, so I'll let her tell this. <laughs> Take it away, Rachel. <laughs> All right, my favorite thing. We met online, uh, <laughs> which is a funny way to start any story that's not about dating, but uh, we met online through the New York Public Library's Across a Crowded Room collaboration 
uh, program in the summer of 2013. So the premise of the program was sort of like, and this is their first year doing it, um, but they were sort of like, it's really hard to find collaborators, especially if you don't live in New York. So what mm. we're going to do is send out a prompt every two weeks from a celebrity a musical theater writer and then any lyricist can post as a comment a lyric response to that prompt and then composers can sort of scroll through all of those and see if they would like to set any of them and wow. then singers can listen to those demos and see if they'd like to cover them so we met through that i know it's it's amazing i um, love the idea and the concept of that and the collaboration that it brings uh, yeah. what fun that must have been it was awesome. It's a free program and they're still doing it. It sort of evolves every summer. I think the last time they did it was like 20 minute musicals and Michael John Lacuso was involved. And so it's, it's very, yeah, it's a really cool program. And Doug Reside, who sort of started it, is the curator of the Performing Arts Division of New York Public Library. And we're very yeah. grateful that yes, he... Indeed. Fabulous. Yeah. So for, the, for those of us that are unfamiliar, and, and luckily Kevin and I are very familiar and very blessed to be familiar with it, can you tell us what is the story of the Anxiety Project. So um, it's hard to talk about that without talking about the history. So uh, Rich and I were writing a blog um, in which we requested true stories from survivors or uh, survivor-adjacent stories Mm. uh, regarding anxiety, depression, mental health, uh, suicide, self-harm, anywhere within that world. Why, and, why, uh, why this uh, starting specific topic? Oh, uh, I think there were a lot of reasons why, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure there was any one really specific reason why. I, I'll say for personally, it's directly involved um, with my own um, struggles as well, and then struggles with people in my life. And I think um, Rachel can speak to that too. I think that's certainly true of her as well. Uh, and, but we didn't know what we were going to do with that. We did not say, we're writing a musical. Please send us your stories. If anything, what we're going to do is shed light on them by anonymously sharing their stories Uh. uh, while protecting uh, their anonymity, but also being able to sort of uh, prompt discussion that was sorely needed and still is. So that's what we did, and we we we, we um, posted those. But what, as soon as we started getting submissions in, we immediately knew that we had something super special here, and that we owed it to them to do something with it. And so, what do we do? We're not psychiatrists, we're not doctors, we're musical theater writers. So that's what we do. We write musicals. So somehow this was going to evolve, and I think our initial thought was that it was going to be concert oriented, that it was mm. sort of a concert work. Mm. Um, and that was true, I think, of the first few incarnations. Uh, but it became pretty clear after NIFA, um, which you guys were involved in, of course, that the book work, th- this could really work in a book way. So we started developing the book further. So essentially, uh, these stories became centered around a central character um, mm-hmm. who is uh, currently... Uh, in her final days uh, of her senior thesis in uh, psychology. And she's going through case file after case file after case file of people who are currently struggling with mental illness or have recently struggled with mental health uh, and trying to figure out in, um, in her very scientific brain, how science can also handle mental illness. Um, Her sister um, all the while 
has been struggling to the point of self-harm and suicide attempt all underneath her nose. And what, um, what our principal character ultimately realizes is that it's the, it's the balance between the science and the medicine that's doing such great work for people who are struggling with mental health and um, the compassion and the understanding and the idea that, um, that mental health can't reside in numbers solely um, in order for us to move forward and have discussion. So it's more human than just data. It's, it's correct. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, that, that portion of the book story really started to take off. And so the this, this show became about uh, two sisters who think they know each other, the people we think we know uh-huh. um, and, and, and the, the, the parts of, of the, the, their lives that we really don't know and how we reach out to them and make sure that um, we are part of that and they have a place that they can speak about those issues that we don't like to talk about. That's beautiful. And so full disclosure, as I said, Rob and I had been involved with a a little part of the process uh, where we teach at New York Film Academy, the Professional Conservatory Mm -hmm. Musical Theater. Uh, We we did a reading of it with our students uh, in the incarnation that it was Rob directed, I music directed, that we were all involved. That's how we got to know each other. That was a couple of years ago, I want to say. But Mm -hmm. this incarnation, this uh, this release of this album, uh, tell us about uh, the... Uh, how you decided to make the album. Tell us about who is involved with making the album, uh, the Arizona State University connection, because I know that we're using some college students, or we're using college students on this album. Uh, and yeah, and in and, and, and that direction, please. Because uh, I think it's great that we're showcasing that fresh talent, especially with a show that is literally about <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> That's what's so awesome about it is really, and true stories, I might add, uh, or based on true stories. Um, so yeah, so tell us about the, uh, who you had uh, on this album. Yeah, absolutely. Um, David, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong. I can't actually remember how specifically the uh, the origin of us getting to work with Phoenix Theater and ASU. Oh uh, yes, because they're the co yeah the co producer co sponsor of this yeah with yeah. ASU yeah. So I think I think David submitted us for um, potential development with ASU, and the ASU students read all of these submissions that came in and kind of voted on which ones they wanted to work on. Um, and ours is one of the ones that kind of made it to the final round. And so we first did a little bit of development with Phoenix Theater. We actually didn't do development. It was a concert mm. um, that included some songs from Anxiety Project and some songs from other projects that we were working on. And then the next year, that's, this was 2018, January 2018, we came back and then we worked with some ASU students and creative team to do a sort of blended reading slash workshop of the show um, once at Phoenix Theater and then once at ASU. Mm. And then um, we were in talks with Brian Damaris, who's the head of the theater program there. And he he was really inspired by the idea of doing a cast album and basically funding it through the university because it's a great opportunity for the students to get to work on something like that that has real life implications. And then we have this awesome you know product at the end of it. And it was just a wonderful collaboration. And so we recorded in the studio with the same cast and creative team um almost same creative team our music director was music directing six on a cruise ship so we had to sub somebody in for her oh Um, (laughs) at least someone got to see six (laughs) (laughs) i know um that was danny lee hutch and then we uh greg palladino came in and saved the day and played great conducted for that and so yeah the band is amazing on the album killer they're so good what yeah yeah okay smart uh, yes. Yeah. So it all, we recorded it all in January of this year and then sort of worked towards release from there. 
Yeah, what fantastic, and I'm so glad. I'm so you can, and listeners, uh, if you're wondering, you can buy the album. You can stream it on all the places that you stream it. Uh, look it up. There, we'll post the website and we'll show. I mean, it is. I think it is such an important voice, a new voice. I think it's um, in this world of. I, I, I wrote you guys immediately when I was thinking of shows and how schools are having to shift everything online, and I thought, oh my god, an anxiety project was made for Zoom because it, it's literally. I mean, at least in the incarnation I remember, she's at her computer a lot. She's working and trying to figure out these case files and they can just, it lends itself so well to that. But I just commend you guys on, on, uh, on, on keeping at it and, and finding this uh, performance opportunity and that we got to have this album made so that other schools and other places can hear these songs and sing them and do them because it, it is, you, you guys, it is such amazing writing. I am such a diehard fan. I am shameless when I love things as much as I do. And I just love your guys' work so much. So I, I'm shameless about it. And Rob. Rachel and David, for somebody who listens to it, what do you want them to take away from the show after they finish listening to the album or seeing it in person? Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, answer that question with a little bit of a story because I think that what's important is we were asked once, I remember this might've been in Phoenix and it may have been several times before that. If the intended audience of the show was sufferers, right? I mean, those who suffer or if it was those family members and loved ones of sufferers. Mm -hmm. And I think Rachel and I remember both of us saying, I, why can't it be both? Right. So for me, I think the biggest takeaway that we want people to walk away from is to uh, locate people in their life and ask them, are you okay? And then when they say no, as I mean, when they say yes, as we inevitably do, right? You right. ask them again, ask them a second time. So the two asks of, are you okay? Are super, super important. Um, and I think that's number one for me. And I think also the recognition that um, the difference between depression and sadness, I think is a really, really important thing that we have to talk about. It mm -hmm. seems for those people who really suffer, right? That seems like an obvious distinction, but it clearly isn't. Um, um, it, there's a difference between clinical depression and things just being a bummer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, and I think the more we talk about that, and, the, the, and I think many of our the pieces in the show speak to that 
a great deal. And if, if, if that's what comes out of it, I'm thrilled. And I'm, I'm constantly amazed in, in this piece alone, how many different, uh, not only do you, I mean, you can say, you know, we talk about mental illness, but you're like <laughs> the different shades, the different colors, the different kinds, because, you know, Rob and I just a week ago or two weeks ago, I, I, one of our things shows that we talked about and celebrated was a show from 1941 called Lady in the Dark, which is a piece about, you know, a woman going through a sort of a breakdown. And, and it was one of the first times that a, a musical th- or a theater piece, it really was almost hardly a musical, but was a theater piece with music. There's not many shows. <laughs> that deal with mental illness. I can think of next to normal on a clear day you can see forever. There's not tons. So you're right. It is so important that we give a voice and we shed some light on something that we don't usually musicalize or talk about. And uh, kudos to you guys for doing it in yeah. such a humane, real way too. Right. Thank, thank you. you. I thank think you. too, theatrically, one of the big takeaways, which I, I, I want to shout out to them. And I've, I've felt this way for years, but I feel like Collegiate BFA programs mm. are the new Tin Pan Alley. And that's a super important avenue for writers and creators in, in, in general. They're eager, they're eager students, hungry for new work, hungry to develop new work. Writers are looking for exactly that. And there's not a lot of red tape, which I think is really important. Um, and also, it's... It, it, it doesn't have the financial binding for new writers that going through um, other avenues do. Sure. And so I, I think it's a win, 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 win for and everyone. Talent and schools these days right. is like it's spectacular, sure, through the roof. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. I think that's really important. So anytime that can happen, yeah, I think we should yeah, promote I, that. I, I definitely agree, um, and, and I'm so I'm so glad that uh, that students are getting those opportunities yeah. and creating new work, and I think that's so important. Now, now, Rachel and David, in an ideal world, you would be able to make your living as writers, and 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 that would be it. But like everyone else, we have forty hyphenates next to our name. So I'll start. With, I'll start with you, Rachel. So, what do you do when you are not writing? Yeah, it's such a great question. I'll give the COVID answer and the non-COVID answer. Yes. Great. Non-COVID great. first. Thank you. So, yeah, of course. Non-COVID, I'm usually a staff pianist at NYU Steinhardt um, in their vocal performance theater program. And so I play for their showcase and recitals and stuff. And then I also am a rehearsal pianist for Hamilton and Moulin Rouge, um, which are very fancy things that I get to throw around now, which is I a love lot when of fun. you throw those around, Rachel. <laughs> well deserved. It's that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> You're like, yeah, oh, I, I play piano Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> no big Super deal. Super fun. Um, and then and so since COVID started, Broadway is obviously offline, um, or I guess not online. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> So since COVID started, obviously Broadway is not happening. So, um, but I'm very fortunate in that I still get to do my NYU work just online. So I'm making piano tracks, um, doing some like project managing for group music videos um, that people are singing together remotely, um, stuff like that. A little bit of teaching. It's hodgepodgey, but that's sort of what it looks like right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Mm -hmm. hopefully you'll get back to the, you know, the theater very, very soon. Fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's open indeed. And David, how about you? I don't play piano for Hamilton. That's for sure. <laughs> that's just Rachel. Um, so uh, I, I do a lot of directing and music directing, um, both for collegiate programs and regional programs, which of course is on hold. And I also uh, teach at the university level, which I'm doing very little of right now. Um, it's sort of on hold. Um, but I also do private vocal 
coaching for musical theater as well. Um, so I'm preparing students for BFA programs and to leave BFA programs. And so we've been doing that with a mix of Zoom and mm. face-to-face plexiglass work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, however we can make it happen. So yeah. that's uh, sort of and- the in-between. And you guys, I believe, other than Anxiety Project, which, I mean, you started, you know, a couple years ago, uh, you have, have you, do you guys write other shows together? I know the answer to this, but I want you to tell us. Uh, and, and so tell us any other shows that you are working on. And I know that you guys write separately as well, but I'm just curious, uh, any other projects that are, uh, are taking up your time? Yeah, we've got, it's funny, we're, I'm just realizing now that I'm thinking about it, we're really into adapting books. So uh, we've got a couple of things on the line that we can't super talk about yet. Totally, totally understand that. We totally get that. That's understandable. Um, we are working on an adaptation of um, an Amelia Earhart YA book by I'm gonna, Candace Fleming. I might have gotten that name. Okay, great. That's it. Um, she is amazing to work with. She's the author. And it, um, that's just been a super blast to work with her. She came up to see a little reading of part of the show that we did that mm. Kevin was in. <laughs> right. Um, and then David, do you want to talk about the thing that we just started or you want to keep that a secret? Sure. I can talk about that. Okay. So folks, <laughs> um, the name of the current working title of the piece is ghost like coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the actual name of a coffee shop here in Ohio. And um, in much the same way, I would call it sort of a um, working meets, what did we say? We, I think we said like working meets come from away, away in terms of its style. So the, the, the idea is it follows five uh, regulars at a coffee shop mm-hmm. who are all from the same city. And in the course of one calendar year, the city undergoes five pretty tremendous tragedies. And we get to see them all through the viewpoint of these five regulars who see each other weekly, if not daily, in the same coffee shop, ordering the same order every day. Um, so what I love about the piece is, number one, it the, the tragedies we're talking about are all true. They really happened, and they really happened in the same calendar year in the same city. Um, and that the songs themselves are going to be based on actual interviews with five regulars at that coffee shop. So we're, we're excited about the piece. So this is the, now, this is the second time that we've got a musical <laughs> that's like, I'm enjoying this idea where we, we rooted on the, the, the real life interviews. It's like yeah. a, a grandson of a chorus line in a way, or granddaughter or grand them of a chorus line. Uh, yeah. And I really, really, really am excited by that. You, you had me at the pitch of the outside events, and yet the thing that stays the same are these people and how they've been changed by it. Wow, that's really exciting. And I don't know why either, but I mean, I, 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 I've even sort of started calling this a docu-musical, which I, mm. I know I didn't invent. There's someone said that. It makes me really think of Moses Kaufman and the Laramie Project, you Correct. know, uh, yes. something like that. Right. But, um, wow. Oh, I, think that, I think that kind of writing is... It's so honest and so sincere. It's Nothing still to hide from there. You can't hide. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's still adaptation. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like there's still adaptation, but the process, the adapting process is wholly new. And actually to me, I, I, I enjoy it better. I feel like mm. there's, there's more freedom 
as a book writer, because if I'm being flat out honest as a writer, if I can be convinced to have someone else write the libretto on a show pretty quick. Because mm-hmm. um, my preference is lyricist, I would say. So this sort of process to me is more exciting than oftentimes than adapting. So Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, we'll we look forward to, to hearing about that and, and learning about that. And I was going to say, in the meantime... And until then, we have we... the Anxiety Project. That... Yes, and where, where can we purchase this album, folks? So here's the sad news. We're having <laughs> a little bit of trouble with our distributors who are very backed up due to COVID. So we yes. take matters into our own hands. It's all on YouTube. Um, so you can stream it there for free. And then we are it's in the pipeline to get to Spotify, Apple Music, all of the regular Amazon, all those spots. So yeah. Good. Amazing. And so you can listen to it for free if you want, or give these wonderful people your money because their work is fantastic. Pay for their work. Pay and their, for their and work. Website, damn it. Uh, it, it's you can learn all about it at the website. Give us the website. I can give it, but I want you to give it. Um, yeah. Because you have the full origin story, all of the research you did on how you've got all these stories and songs. And you guys listen to the. I mean, it's it's so special. Go ahead. What's the website? Yeah, it's deanandbrush.com. Deanandbrush.com. And of course, listeners, if you look into your info feed for today's podcast episode, there'll be a link. So you can just click that. Deanandbrush.com. Awesome. Thank you guys Rachel so much. Rachel Dean, David Brush, thank you so much for sharing with us thank your you. project. And I can't wait for our listeners and our students and our friends to hear it and celebrate your work and to hear more. I can't wait to, yes. uh, to hear the future. It's so exciting. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. All right, Kev, till next time, right? Bye, you guys. See you next week. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things These are a few of my favorite things Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.